Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's so gloomy today, and now it's raining, so I'm it's going to pass. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to some sunshine and getting back. Uh, as soon as it gets gloomy outside, I get tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Mm-hmm. How are you? Uh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, I was sh- definitely cannot go to any formal events, uh, you know, in the near future together. I mean, if any formal events happen anyway, <laughs> because I realize we probably have all the exact same dresses. Yeah. I only ever bought mine from Liz Chateau. <laughs> yeah, probably. That makes sense. Yeah. I only have a couple from there. I'm not really a dress person, but, uh, oh, okay. you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it doesn't look like the world's going to give us any, uh, any events anytime soon anyways. So, you know, and I'm not among a minor- minority when I say, Thank you for that. <laughs> Honestly, who really likes networking? Who likes it? I don't know. Not me. It's a lot. You know what? I've done it. And I like meeting new people. Obviously, like learning and growing. And like, that's, you know, I'm kind of into that. But it's just the mm-hmm. whole, like, getting up and putting on those, you know, leg prisons and like, getting ready and like it's just a lot of work (laughs) it's like I feel like women have have a harder time than and and a longer process getting ready process than men in most cases anyways so you know we Mm -hmm. just got a lot it's just a lot of prepping so (laughs) it is yeah and I mean you know realistically Mm -hmm. we we choose that we you know it's it's normal for us to do more we don't have to but you do stand out when you don't yeah, especially in our world today. Mm-hmm. So we're on episode well, fourteen. That's what we wanted to. Yeah, fourteen. Good. Still in season season one, fourteen. I figured we'll do till episode fifteen, and then do a new season. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know it's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun and talking about the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> mm-hmm. That the world has given us a lot, of, like lot to talk about. So maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should be thanking it today. Well, you know, there's always lots of content. And even honestly, when things are peaceful, it doesn't matter for me. There's always something just wildly fascinating about the world around us. And that's why I'm in this field. I find people are so interesting, you know, understanding how how did this thought lead to this feeling, lead to this behavior, lead to, mm-hmm. you know, these dynamics that we have with our family members. It's, you know, so interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it is really, really interesting how, how everything all kind of works and pans together. So um, mm-hmm. episode 14, today we wanted to talk about everything that's going on in the world right now. For once, not COVID. <laughs> um, you know, there's just, there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, and I know that there's a lot of mixed emotions and a lot of people are struggling with their feelings right now. So I think it's a really good opportunity to come on and discuss what is taking place in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have to just put it out there as well that it is not easy to talk about what's going on. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when we were talking about should we participate in the social media blackout, we actually had a, a pretty good conversation among our whole crew. And it was kind of decided, you know, it's it's harmless right to just and you know just to try to show some solidarity at least to acknowledge that we hear that this is going on we want to help uh obviously we're at a distance from what's really going on in the U.S. right now so uh difficult to you know participate but then my questions were also does our participation or us getting loud about this then reflect badly on the fact that the systemic racism here in Canada particularly in Thunder Bay is a big big issue and we don't want it to sort of look like we care more about the state than what's going on right around us. Because the people, like I, I've told mm-hmm. you this before, the very first time one of my clients told me that they were walking along Arthur Street and someone in a car screamed, fucking Indian, out, out the window. I mm-hmm. laughed. I thought it was a joke. I thought, oh my gosh, nowhere in my world could I imagine someone doing that. And since that day, I've heard so much of the same stuff. And yet, 
there's been so much sort of exploration within myself and within my family and the people I know. And, and it's, it's funny how integrated that kind of humor is. Like when we were in high school, they used to talk about the spoons game where you, you know, drive down Simpson street or, or Mackenzie street and you throw spoons at hookers. And if you miss them, you had to pull over, get out of the car and pick it up. I mean, oh, wow. you know, as an adult that. looking back, I mean, obviously I, I never did it. Like it was just something people talked about mm. as an adult looking back. I think how horrific is that? How just callous. Yeah. I think, um, for myself, obviously, you know, with, with the whole social media, um, social justice movement and obviously the black O Tuesday and how everyone, you know, across the world participate in, in this, I think it really opened my eyes. I, I've always known that obviously, you know, racism is, is, it's very, it's huge in, in, our, in Canada and the States everywhere. Um, but I think it really just opened up my eyes and it made me realize how, I think for me, it just still shocks me that it's 2020 and we're still going through this. Um, you know, I feel like I'm just, I guess for me, I'm just a happy-go-lucky person. And so it's like I, I'm i just friendly all around and I'm just kind of used to that. So sometimes I'm, I'm naive and I get into like a little bubble and I just, I, I don't, I don't want to say I forget about it, but it's kind of like it turns into like the last thing on my mind. So, and even, <clears throat> you know, fine, like talking about this. Um, subject in the podcast I right off the bat you know I was worried because it's I don't want to say anything wrong to offend anyone and that's even when you know we brought it to all of our therapists our team and everyone to discuss what everyone's feelings was I was very very happy with our conversation everyone got involved and it was it's been very educational for me this week I um I have definitely learned a lot and taken it upon myself on my own time, especially that Tuesday to really educate myself and learn about, you know, systemic racism and everything like that. And I've watched, you know, videos. I listened actually to a couple of podcasts and, and not just about the black lives matter movement, but I've been looking into um, it's the acronym B I P O C it's like the, the social justice movement as well. It's like the, um, talking about blacks, uh, indigenous and people of color. And so I've been like basically reading into that. And then it went, I went down a rabbit hole into like that hashtag that was happening for this, another social justice movement saying, you know, amplify, um, melated, um, uh, voices. And so, you know, it's, I, I'm very grateful for this week. And I know that might sound weird to people. And I don't want anyone to take it a bad way, but I'm very grateful as to how much I've learned and I've actually, you know, gone above and beyond to try and educate. Like if we're putting out content to our community, I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. And that's why I really do enjoy having these podcasts and having the group meetings and, you know, talking to everyone. I think I've reached out to every single one of our therapists this week and everyone has like educated me. So it's been, it's been an interesting week, a mm -hmm. tough week and a sad week, but it's also been a very big and, you know, strong week for myself. So. Mm hmm. Well, you know, it's really sad that it took that horrific incident of a police officer kneeling on a person's neck for eight minutes while people tried to help them for, for people to revolt. But the fact is that people need to revolt, right? This, we need to say what is wrong. So, you know, this is almost, it's almost mm -hmm. like a, what a horrible thing for this to kick off with. But the fact is that it happens too much. So stuff, you know, it's got to be done. People have to stand up for what's right. I saw um, a meme the other day and it said, because a lot of people are saying, you know, racism is, is worsening and this and that. And I, there, there's a lot of people that are, that is saying that right now, you know, across like the social media board, but um, a, a gentleman he made a uh, meme and he basically said racism isn't getting worse it's getting videotaped and that to me stood out so much and I, I can't stop thinking about that meme because it's so true I'm sure this has been going on 
for longer than we we've even been around you know and I think that that is like the most one of the harshest truths I've heard is that it's you know it's not getting worse it's getting videotaped now um I read you know an article this morning the um girl who videotaped the incident um that took place in Minneapolis is she's going through you know psychological terrors um she is just she she, I couldn't even imagine you know um but she's going through a lot right now and you probably probably, you know she videotaped it and then she's probably like like, what do I do with this you know this is like such a whole uh, you know whole different sex scenario and she's never gone through this and can you imagine can you imagine going through that because I just can't I just saw her, her picture and, you know, her, her emotional and I saw her emotions and it just, I don't know, just really hit home today. I think a lot of things this week are making me think that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, I mean, this sounds silly, but uh, at the same time that this was happening, I was rewatching um, how to get away with murder. <laughs> and uh, the reason that this is so relevant though, is <laughs> she, you know, the main character speaks to this at length the systemic racism. She talks about Emmett Till. She Mm -hmm. talks about people that were unfairly targeted just because they were black. And it's true. It just permeates our society. And, you know, maybe it's nice for us to be sort of happy go lucky, not even noticing it because maybe we aren't part of, of the people that, um, that are vicious, you know, and, and are, you know, horribly racist. But if, Mm -hmm it's hard because if we aren't part of the the people that stop that kind of behavior by educating, then we allow the behavior to get worse. And that's where I think the divide mm-hmm. is coming up right now. And again, I've talked so many times about how draining it is to see hatred on social media. Social media is basically hatred. That's all it is. It's like, Oh, you put a black screen on your profile. <laughs> you're not doing anything to help what you think you're just bandwagoning. You know, it's like, Oh my God, like we just, we want to help, but we, we are at a distance. And so what can we do? Or what, tell us what to do. You know, people do care. And so it's important that in those moments mm-hmm. when they come up that we educate if their minds are open, then we educate, we don't alienate. And even people that have hatred that were, you know, born and raised in racist families, if we can educate them, then things would be different. But if you if you alienate them and tell them that they are lesser than and, and make them feel hard done by, you will lose them. Uh-huh. No, I completely agree. Um, and just to go yes. back and touch on um, Viola Davis, I believe that's her. Her, yeah, she's actually. <clears throat> that's actually one of the um, videos I watched um, of systemic racism, and she explained it. I remember her. She one of her first awards. It took her yeah, years. She's, she's she won. won an I think Oscar, it was. Yeah. I want to say an Oscar. Um, yeah, but it was like it was a few years ago though, and she was finally it was it was her first award of something I can't remember, but I remember she gave a like a powerful Black Lives Matter you know speech, and oh God, it was yes. just powerful. That woman is a powerhouse, and you're right, she does like she talks about it at all, like or sorry, like all the time. And I guess yesterday I was in a whole different world yesterday doing things, organizing things because <laughs> I'm not here next week. <laughs> But um, so I, I missed out on it. Usually I'm, I'm pretty up to date with social media. So when I finally finished working last night after seven, um, I got I saw on, on social media that yes. they actually did charge the other police officers and they actually increased his his um, murder charge to second degree. Um, the police officer, obviously, mm-hmm. that uh, unfortunately killed George and. I also, she put on uh, Viola Davis, she's the one I first saw actually on her, I believe it was her Twitter account. And she said, your life mattered, your life mattered. And again, it just stuck with me. And I was just shocked. Like I, you know, and I saw something else too last night and it was saying it took 50 states to get involved, Canada to get involved. You know, it was just naming a list. It was a massive long list, all the stuff that took to put to finally charge those three police officers um you know and i think that it's it's crazy how we all came together for this 
it wasn't, I know obviously it took place in, in the U S and I was saying to a friend the other day, it's close to us. And, and I think that's maybe why it mm-hmm. hit home to, to a lot of us, you know, like it hit, hit like hit a little bit harder just because it, it is close. And then I had my friend, you know, kind of come back at me and challenge me and say, well, it's a whole different world down there, but it's not that like yes it is very different don't get me wrong but it's still close enough to home it's still close enough to our doors obviously you know we have a lot of um different as you talked about like different um racism here in thunder bay uh, we still have obviously racism but different i guess types um but i i don't know i guess i don't know it just stuck out to me everything everything that took place in minneapolis um seeing you know friends family um, you know, board up their houses, mm-hmm. board up everything. It was just, it, it was really just, is really it's, sad it's a sad time and, and things need to evolve faster. And, you know, a lot of people would say that the people that mm-hmm. are in power, you know, the fish rots from the head. I've said that about business many times. I've said that about, you know, companies that I've worked for when it comes to the people in power, they can fan the flames or they can create reconciliation. Yeah. So it, it's hard times. And I, I just on another topic, I was just checking her Wikipedia. It doesn't look like she did win. And Oscar looks like she was nominated twice. She's won. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's she won a lot. There was, but, there was something. Yeah. She won an award. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but it was something. It was the first of something. And she mentioned about it was something to do with her. Um, it was it was something to do with her like the, like her actual race and I remember I remember the powerful speech it was a powerhouse speech and she was crying and it was yeah it was it was something new it was like it was I think it was the same year I can't remember because I know the Oscars actually went through um, they went through a lot because they were saying um, uh, well everyone was saying that they weren't um, uh, nominating. Uh, you know like like black people and like um all this stuff they were saying that there's a ton of racism going on with mm-hmm. throughout the oscars and there was another award yeah. too uh that's oh, it, it is years so i mean saying, it's just, so sometimes you know podcast. from my perspective and <laughs> you can call it privilege for respect i would say absolutely i'm privileged and privileged beyond um having to deal with um you know, discrimination for race. I'm privileged because I, you know, I came from a home where I didn't have to worry about coming home and having to, you know, wake someone up from a drug overdose. You know, I didn't have that constant heartache and anxiety and worry, which we know can change the structure of the brain over many, many years, that chronic, chronic stress. Like, so I'm coming from this perspective and kind of just thinking, well, why are people still doing this? It's like, you know, you can understand it if you dig into the history, but, you know, in today's world, don't we have enough to worry about? Like, wh- why are people still, why are people still mm-hmm. angry at others because of the way they look? It seems so silly. You know what, Linda, I agree with you. Um, to me, I just, I... I don't know. I, like I said, I, I, I feel like I'm naive sometimes when it comes to that, but I don't, and I kind of, it bugs me when I see like, I don't see color. I don't in a sense, but I, like I do recognize their, like mm-hmm. their backgrounds and their histories and I do pay attention. You know what I mean? Like I, I, but to me, it doesn't, that doesn't make a person, you know, how you treat people, how you treat others. Are you respectful? Are you kind? You know, that, that to me, means more to me than anyone will know are mm-hmm. you trustworthy like you know are like trustworthy like worthy sorry i can't find my words today um but so i don't know for me i just it's never been it's it's never been a like uh, it's never been on my mind and i know that might sound bad <laughs> too again and i feel like i'm just gonna apologize this entire episode because mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to offend anyone um you know even obviously it's pride month and we are obviously, you know, posting about that and, and we're, to, we're having these types of conversations. And same thing for me. I've never, if, you know, if like the whole LGBTQ community, um, <laughs> it just, you're a person. Yes. Sorry. It's hard to keep we it all, Kate, realistically, you guys, it's hard to keep it all straight. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's a terrible pun. Oh my God. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, was yeah, no, it's hard to the, the letters um, all together because I mean they do change too. Our local Thunderbride or Thunder Pride chapter did put two S at the beginning just to acknowledge that we do have a you know more two spirited people in the area because we have a higher uh, number of uh, First Nations. So you know, kind of an interesting way to acknowledge more of our local reality, which was really mm-hmm. cool. I do, you know what, and I'm not kidding, if I wasn't, if I wasn't working for the Kelly Mental Health, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. well, and the foundation, I'm not kidding, I wouldn't have known that. And it's not because I'm against, you know, anything when it comes to that. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Be, be who you are, be your true self. But I just, I've learned so much, I feel like in the last, I'm going to say for sure, two week span that like my brain is just jumbled like I just I, I I don't know I just need to pay more attention and be more mindful when it comes to these situations um and do you know what I mean like I just I was shocked I was shocked that I did didn't realize that we had a whole separate you know charter chapter here like I, I don't know mm-hmm. I'm learning again and you know what <laughs> ideally we will always be learning I that's that's one thing that I'm very passionate about we're either learning or we're, we're teaching course. what we know and so that's why it's kind of painful sometimes for me to see people kind of knocking each other down for trying but for caring wrong like you know you're, you're not doing it right because what they're doing mm-hmm. is they're showing that they care. Maybe they're misguided in what they actually do. Like maybe they make the wrong moves or they, you know, but at least they're caring. This would be an opportunity to have someone join your cause. They just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and perfect example with that um, is when I was doing the research about that, um, like the recent Tuesday, like, like our blackout Tuesday, it was originally, you know, supposed to be um, for uh, musicians, artists, you know, like celebrities and stuff like that. So I, I know <clears throat> that's how it started. And then they were giving us an option to do like the full blackout from the 1st of June to the 7th of June. Um, and so, but I woke up the following day and then all of Thunder Bay was posting, you know, the black square and like the blackout uh, 2020 um, for this Black Lives Matter movement, <clears throat> which it's exactly what you just said. People were just, when we have, I feel like when, when I don't have control, I want to help in any way I can, whether that's posting or whatever the case may be. I just want to help. So if that is people's way of helping, then I, I mean, I think it did the, did what we needed it to do. I've never, I think it was over that, that movement alone, like the Blackout Tuesday, Tuesday, it was, I think mm. they said it was 95 million got involved in it yeah which is a crazy mm-hmm. amount you know what I mean I, I I was shocked um as to how many people got involved and it was nice to see it was I really had nothing to do on social media that day other than educate myself and I truly did take that day um you know to stay off social media and just to educate and learn and grow and create content and kind of get back to the roots with obviously you know our clinic and and the foundation is one of the biggest things about the Kelly Mental Health Foundation is education and so you know really focusing on that and talking to people um, and just kind of trying to get that information out there you know so I was really really happy with what the movement did for me personally and then immediately after that I I just saw posts on social media going yeah, good for you businesses for blacking out for one freaking day. It's like not enough. And I'm like, oh my God, just stop. <laughs> I know. I know. Some some businesses, like I mentioned, and there's uh, I know specifically two local businesses in town have decided to keep it going until like their blackout to the seventh. And every to each their own I, I, at this point in time. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think for us specifically, when we kind of talked and discussed that. I don't want to go silent for that long. I'd rather take this opportunity to try and educate us. You know, like when I'm posting these things, I'm, I'm learning as well. And so I think it's really interesting to, to be able to have this type of, you know, outlet right Mm -hmm. now. Social media is actually so important. (laughs) We all hate it. I know everyone hates my job, (laughs) 
Um, but it is, it's such an important factor right now in all of our lives. That's what we're doing. We're waking up, we're looking at our cell phone, we're checking out the news, we're seeing what's going on, you know? So if we can bring education to you guys, like, I think I'd rather do that than stay silent in a sense. And that was maybe my own personal decision. I just felt for what we kind of, I say we, but it's literally like, I feel bad to say we, but I mean, it's what we... It's what we kind of decided on. And I think education is getting back to the roots and focusing really on that education is so important. It is, you know. Because it goes a long I way, just, as uh, we all know. You know, I want to share a story about someone I know. Um, this person, you know, I love her, but she is a very hateful person. And I hate to even describe her as that. But it's just like, you know, oh, this guy's a piece of crap. Or he's a lazy piece of shit. You know, or, or he, she just always has something negative to say about someone. She's even said to, you mm-hmm. know, her own family members, you're not part of this family anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, hello. Like, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So, that sounds like someone I know. <laughs> you know when, I, when I watch her, the more I kind of, the more I follow what she's saying and, and how she's saying it, I notice she looks towards her mom when she says these things and her mom doesn't say anything, but I can see that there's an approval seeking gesture there. And so, but then I also, you know, I pay attention to the mom who Mm -hmm. kind of plays sort of helpless because mom has very low self-esteem. So if she expresses any kind of like negativity towards another person and then her daughter backs her up, it's kind of like, ah, you love me. We're on the same team. And so I think a lot of times, if you really look at racism, discrimination, things like that, a lot of times it, it goes back to trying to, trying to get approval um, in this really strange, tangible way because of someone else's problem with self-esteem, someone else's lack of, of, of identity or, or personal issues. So all I'm saying is that that's not going to be the the case for everybody, but I know that hatred comes a lot of times from that and anger always comes from pain. So what pain are you feeling that you need to hurt another person to feel better? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make a really good point. I mean, how many times have you or I been so angry, so upset, so hurt that we just said, screw it. And we, you know, trash something or we drive too fast or imagine turning the wheel suddenly and, and, you know, whatever, you know, we, we can all be destructive. It is in our DNA to be destructive. It's just. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) I'm not going to mention on the podcast that I drove too fast, but (laughs) yeah. I got family members. <laughs> oh, I, I told I told my husband I was going to drive back slow from Lac de Zille yesterday because I went to, well, I went up to bring him food, and based on the time I got home, that determined that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I do that all the time. I I, I do because you don't you kind of get lost in your head, and and so you're. Your mind's going a mile a minute, yeah, and so I yeah. feel like it just creates more pressure on the foot. What do you, what do you, what do you have <laughs> genuine hatred for? What do you hate? So, um, yeah. Oh, what do I hate? See, I've always been. My parents taught me that hate's a strong word. Um, I do hate. I have a hatred for certain people that have hurt me in my life. Um, but I don't really, I know it sounds weird. I'm like the worst example for this. Like, cause I don't really, oh, okay. think, um, what I actually hate. Come back to me. <laughs> I'll just pop out in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Yellow. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's difficult. I, I've always been taught, like I said, my parents mm-hmm. raised me saying that, you know, we, we didn't really use the word hate. Hate was like, um, and it, it was okay to feel anger and upset and feel emotions. We, we were never, you know, they were, we were never not allowed to feel that, but it was just hate is a really strong word. So we were always taught, you know, that that was like the utmost, like when you hate something or someone, mm-hmm. like you, like, well, I say now it's like, they're kind of like dead to me, you know, <laughs> like, I know it sounds bad, but mm. so, yeah, I don't really, well, I don't know. I don't really hate too much. I, like I said, I hate people who have wronged certain ones that have wronged mm-hmm. me and, you know, have, have obviously hurt me and stuff like that. But other than that, I hate racism, I guess I could say that. 
because I do, um, you know, learning about everything that everyone's gone through and like the history of everything. Mm. It's, it's sad and, and it does, it definitely hurts. Um, you know, so I have def- a lot of strong hate, you know, towards that. Cause to me, like I, like, you know, I've discussed, I don't, I don't, I don't recognize it because to me, people are people. If you're a nice person and I don't, I don't care if, you know, about your, you know, like your race. I don't care if you are um, bisexual, if you are a lesbian, if you are gay, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me as long as you are a good person and, you know. Yeah. Uh, over the years, so, I've learned a whole what lot do you about hate, hate. You know, I've, I've, for example, after a breakup, I allow myself to just feel hatred for a little while because, I mean, that is actually serving a purpose. When you break up with someone that, or, or you, you know, are no longer friends with someone you were very close with, sometimes you need something to help drive that wedge between you to create distance. But that never lasts for me. It never, it's just like a short period of time where I'm like, oh, I hate him or, oh, I hate everything she does or, oh my, he's so dumb, you know? <laughs> um, but then absolutely and and it's important i think sometimes yeah. to give yourself permission to, to express that i mean without going and keying their car <laughs> but because yeah there you go it's not even funny <laughs> you know? yeah, don't don't um, carry underwood <laughs> to uh, uh, hatred is is a natural emotion but it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be short-lived it's supposed to accomplish something so that you can move on it's not supposed to be something that's always burning. You know, that's my secret. I am always in a bad mood. It's not supposed to always be there. It's like a, a very intense dislike for something that forces you to change something, change your situation. But our societal rules spell out the fact that we cannot change other people. So, what, you know, sometimes I feel like that's lost in translation. You know, I hate things like the Armstrong Highway. It's too bloody long. Um, but you know, Hey, the road's actually in really great shape, you know, good job guys. It's just so, so sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to just allow yourself to hate some inanimate (laughs) objects because, because there's a little bit of humor in that and then it makes it easier to take, but yeah, hatred towards another person Mm -hmm. for potentially a single thing or a few things that you don't like just so negates the value of human life. You know, there, there's, I was talking about dialectics last time about these dual, these dual truths. And it's important to be able to see these dual truths that I may not like this and this about you, but you also have these redeeming factors. And therefore maybe we can't be as close as I would like us to be. If, if you were my perfect fit, but you're okay to live your life. And that's none of my business. Mm -hmm. yeah you make a good point yeah it's interesting like like the different views you know what I mean um from one I'm I'm just gonna say household from another um like I I, yeah Mm. I like I I don't think hate's a bad like it's not a bad word or anything (laughs) like I just yeah I just we just had different I just came from like you know a whole different situation so it's kind of interesting to to you know hear your point of view with it too I think it's very very interesting and there's me. I'm like, I should probably let go of the hate towards these people then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these podcasts really teach me things. <laughs> you, you shouldn't hold on to that kind of stuff. Because it's true. Like, you shouldn't. Like, even though I've tried, you know, there's just certain, certain I, I do find with all of this going towards, on, you know? um, the outrage culture that we live in, I find it very draining. And I was talking about, uh, talking this morning about the fact that I feel this sense of anhedonia. So anhedonia is the opposite of hedonism. Hedonism is just the, you know, seeking of pleasure, right? And I'm feeling anhedonia, which is almost the inability to feel pleasure. That can be linked to dysphoria, which is kind of one step down from depression. Dysphoria is just sort of this, sort of this, um, just sense of emptiness. Like I don't feel empty necessarily, but with everything going on, I feel like a lot of things are so meaningless. And, and it's like all of the things that we cared about before, um, trying to Mm -hmm. be, trying to be, uh, experts in our field or, um, you know, excelling in our careers and, and I don't know, buying a bigger house or whatever you want to do, whatever is important to you to me lately feels pretty meaningless and I'm, I'm curious if you're if you're picking up on any of that 
Oh, definitely. I think even throughout, um, you know, like the social media world too. Um, obviously, I, I live on social, so I, I've definitely noticed it. I mean, even in throughout like people's posts and stuff. Um, I think everything, you know, starting from the very beginning of COVID has changed us, you know, so much. I was I remember seeing posts about you know people talking about. Um, not caring about like the materialistic things and all that kind of stuff, which is, it's true. Like we've up until like last week when things started reopening, like we weren't running out to buy, you know, that random area rug we really didn't need, you know, now we're spending more time with our families. We're kind of getting back to normal when the fire band isn't on, we're having, you know, fires in the backyard and, and we're, we're just getting back to our roots, um, which is nice. I, I like seeing it, but I've definitely noticed when there is such like the whole situation that took place in, in Minneapolis, um, it, it's definitely changed. Now it's, it's, it's just a lot of people are, are, I've noticed sadness. It's not as, as happy. And, and mm. I mean, and it's not as grateful, you know, does like, does that make sense? I, um, I've kind of been posting about that saying, you know, I, we like, it's true. Like I woke up different, um, yesterday feeling different and feeling grateful for for what we have even more grateful I remember we did a podcast I swear it was like episode three back back in the day um, you know doing doing an episode talking about how I woke up feeling grateful and I felt it again yesterday but it was even more profound it, I was just I'm just grateful for everything I have I'm grateful for my friends my family my job everything you know so I, I'm definitely still seeing people, you know, are going through mixed emotions. And that was kind of one of my questions that I wanted to bring up, you know, with all this stuff going on in the world right now, whether it's to do with, you know, racism or health or whatever the case may be, what, what would be a recommendation? Like, how, first of all, Linda, have you seen this type of, you know, stuff happen? Um, like, have you dealt with ra- um, like, like racism through your clients, um, uh, through Kelly Mental Health? Absolutely. Absolutely. That? Okay. I've seen it. I have been <laughs> like, fortunate enough that? that it's never happened to me. And obviously, I mean, I'm coming from a privileged culture. I mean, I, I am, my heritage is Italian. We've, we've gotten the whole WAP talk before many times, <laughs> um, but but of course, you know, we're very Canadian at this point where <laughs> no one really notices me, but my clients, absolutely. Like they come to Thunder Bay or they live in Thunder Bay. They're scared. They're discriminated against. You know, if, mm-hmm. if I walk in to a store at the same time as my clients, my client's going to get asked to leave their, their purse, their belongings at the front. Meanwhile, they won't even blink at me. Yeah. And that, that's only just a minor thing. That's a minor thing. You know, uh, I was talking about the things out the car window. Oh, I hate that they do. Is this just Thunder Bay that does this? Because this drives me insane. If I'm running or jogging or biking, a lot of times I will have that experience. Someone just screams out the car window while they're driving by to scare you. And, but that's just me, you know, being a pedestrian. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. I've got clients that will have that happen to, they'll have things thrown at them. They'll have, uh, slurs screamed at them out the window. They'll be told to go back to where they came from. And I just think this is 2020. What are we doing? Come on. Like just leave people alone. But yeah. When I used to, I lived in Calgary and I used to run in Calgary just yeah. like up and around my block. I used to get things like yelled at me too, kind of thing. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's just here. Oh yeah, yeah. I right. think it's. <laughs> okay, Calgary. Everyone was so happy and just great. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I really, I loved living yeah. in Calgary. I would. I, like, I think yeah, on the flip it's, side, it's though, I, I just this might want to kind of go back to chance, what high school was go. like. <laughs> we. I'm not going to say that we were ignorant, but we were young, right? We didn't know. We didn't realize the impact that things would have on other people. Um, I, I was I was one of the first people in my friend group that got a car. So what would we do? We'd drive around all day. And I, I mean, I don't recall my friends screaming things out the window. We were you know, a bunch of girls. We're not really going to do that. But we definitely did screw around and, and do stupid things and, mm-hmm. you know, leave things worse than the way we found them. 
not realizing that mm -hmm. someone's got to pick that up. Someone's got to clean that someone, you know, there was one time we were driving around and my friend decided to wear a Halloween mask in the passenger uh, part of the car or passenger seat. And so as we drove up beside people, she was trying to like scare the driver next to us. And in retrospect, I think, oh my God, I'd be so embarrassed <laughs> who we were as, as people at that point. Because we didn't know, we didn't understand the impact. And so this is why it's so important that, I don't know, even as bystanders, as, as friends of or family of people that do these things, young people, we need to teach them early on. This is the impact that you can have upon another person. You can be the difference between a person deciding to wake up another day or deciding to end it. Yeah. I think that statement alone, Linda, is like so powerful. Um, and that's something that I've been trying to do even through our social media is like let people know that you are important and there's only one of you and we need you, you know, don't like we're here for you and that kind of stuff because I feel like I just need to, I'm trying to spread some positivity. You guys will notice that in the next like week and a bit. It's just yeah. trying to spend, like send good vibes and positive vibes. If it's annoying, let us know too. <laughs> but, you know, I just feel like we just don't have enough of that right now. And it's true. You can be a deciding factor and you might be and you don't realize it. That's why, you know, we've been trying to tell people, make sure that you're being kind and you don't know what people are going through. You know, even to mm -hmm. the point where when the whole COVID thing was happening and I got yelled at at a store in Thunder Bay. I remember I started the day off and I felt so good so good I was so happy it was such a positive day I was you know dancing and listening to music I was working and then I took my break and I went to do that and I got yelled at and I was embarrassed I felt so many different emotions I was mm -hmm. sad I was upset and I think I cried that day I'm pretty sure probably I cry all the time um but you know you just don't realize like what people are going through and what can set people off and what can send them into our world. The word that we always say is like, are like the spiral. You have no idea what other people are going through. And right now it's yeah. such a, you know, like a difficult time for everyone. Um, and I think that, you know, words, I, I made a post, I haven't posted yet, but words hurt. Words can affect us with more than we even realize. I remember I was thinking someone said something to me a few weeks ago and I didn't really care. I was like, Oh, whatever. I remember I woke up on like Monday and I was like, what an ass. <laughs> like, you know, I just kind of hit me at a little bit of a later, it like took a bit, but I was like, does that what he meant? You know, like, mm -hmm. so words hurt and we need to be it, careful very with important. what we're saying that's, right that's now. That's very true. Um, I, you know, one thing that I do hear cautious, a lot you know? is people being, um, people being shut down because other people uh, look at them as overreacting, like, oh, you know, not everything's racism, you know, you just think that everything bad that happens is racism. And, you know, just one thing I want to say to that is, so after that experience at Shoppers, your worldview may have changed. You know, if someone walks up to me and says, you know, you're a cow, mm -hmm. nobody cares about you, you should kill yourself. I might, I might take a long time to figure out how to deal with that. I may grieve because my all of a sudden my worldview is different. Someone has just told me that I no longer value because of the way I look, because of something I've struggled my whole life to deal with. And so as my worldview changes, all of a sudden, yes, I am more sensitive. I am more watchful and on guard. And in that state of hyper arousal, just looking for any indication that something is going to happen just like that again, that I will be thrown out, tossed out with the trash and devalued because of what I look like. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's bothers me sometimes that people mm -hmm. will say, oh, you're just being too sensitive. Wait for that to happen to you even once and wait till you become that much more sensitive to it happening again. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't agree with when, when people say like, you're too sensitive or like, I mean, I've had a family member, a family member tell me, mm -hmm. you know, like they literally said that to me and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too anything. These are, these are my emotions. I'm allowed to feel the way I do. You know, there's there's a million reasons why I feel like this. And if you'd like, I can explain them to you, you know, but it's always people always jump the gun. Oh, you're too emotional. You're too sensitive. I was told that 
for a long time. Um, you know, and I just, I never liked that. I just don't feel like people, and, and who are you to tell me mm-hmm. that I'm to anything or how to, you know, how I feel or whatever the case may be. Like to, that just, to <laughs> me, it just kind of blows my mind. Like, thankfully, I don't speak to that family anymore. <laughs> but I mean, you have to make that decision for yourself, right? If you have people in your life. Um, I have a, you know, I created some content yesterday talking about um, <clears throat> um, emotions, emotional, mm-hmm. psychological, um, uh, the, like symptoms after a trauma. Because we've kind of even discussed, you know, we linked COVID to, a, I mean, it's traumatic. We, ha- we all had a traumatic experience. And I'm sure the most, like with the most recent events um, in Minneapolis that just took place, it's traumatic. Um, so I kind of will be talking about that and like these symptoms, um, emotional and physical symptoms are real. So if someone's coming to you and telling you, you know, A, B and C, don't, don't push them away. Listen to them you know, recognize what they're saying to you, seek help and help them get to, mm-hmm. to, a, to a better, you know, safer point. I, I would say lives. so. Yeah. I'm the sure the traumatic experience that we're going through is, that safe to say? is for some people much worse than others. It's just, I think for all of us, it has changed our worldview and it, it maybe has given us some recognition that the, of the fact that the world has not always been like it is today, that even just our world of, of commerce and, even just like the, the existence of things like stocks and bonds, these didn't exist all that long ago. You know, we look at today's world as if it's always been there. It hasn't. This is all sort of new and the world is now shifting. But this also fills us with a lot of fear because we do not know what's coming. And we don't know uh, based on in the environment and the economy and the way that things are going, whether or not there will be a world left to our children. And for many of us, including myself, that does fill us with a lot of fear. And so, you know, how, how to respond, how do you respond to that, right? You have to acknowledge that you're going through it, but you also have to find a way to regain some sense of control. What control do you have? I mean, for me, it happens to be taking care of my health. My health is number one when I'm feeling this despondent and this lost. If I can take care of home base, my, my health and my home and my child, then I can do more. But if I allow those things to sort of fall apart while I get lost in that fear, then I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you make a very good point. I like looking at like like at it like that, you know, taking care of of yourself, your home, mm-hmm. you know, your like your son, and because sometimes you just have to pull yourself back to reality. I think that's very difficult in in a time like this. It, know, it's all consuming, kind of, especially because that fear you, can be like we always talk about. You're filled with the what ifs, so. and but I would say. For most of us, 90% of the time, we're not thinking, hey, what if this uh-huh. is a, man- a fantastic future and we have flying cars? We're not thinking that. We're like, yeah, the whole world's going to be a toilet. We got to go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Musk, please take yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, we go to that. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, I for me, I'm just, I'm just trying to. I, it's just day by day. I mean, even yeah, we you discussed. <laughs> you know, we had a game plan for. We always have game plans Sorry. for like our content and everything. And well, <laughs> I yeah, oh. yeah, I do. I have like OCD when it comes to it. You should see my my list. I got I got ready for you. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's it's just difficult because it's changing so fast. You know, even we, we discussed, because we look at, obviously, well, I do on, like, social media, even on my own, so, like, you know, social media, like, you can see your likes and your follows and, like, the analytics of everything behind the scenes. You can see everything. And for me, for some reason, I've been addicted to this kind of stuff. I like the numbers behind it. So I think it's fascinating. I like to see what is working and what isn't working. And before there was, I was always taught that there was, you know, higher priority times on social media for Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning was the highest time. When you're at your office, it is hump day. You just don't want to be there. Might even be a little hungover, Mm -hmm. hate your life. And you're on social media and you're hiding from your boss. It's like, it was a known thing. Friday afternoons too. Now, since COVID, 
you guys need to like i wish i could take pictures and i might even story it one day and like show you guys the like the actual analytics behind this we are so all over the place there is no set game plan to social media and if i'm wrong and someone has a different like <clears throat> you know like a <laughs> like a plan here then please 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 send it to kelly mental health cuz i'm i'm interested i don't understand like there and it just shows from when i when i see these numbers and you know the whole setup of this just sporadic and all over the place people are looking at our stuff between you know now two o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the morning so I can recognize that people aren't really sleeping and it's like okay well what's kind of going on you know so I'm kind of my mind's going to that all these events like these traumatic events that are taking place a huge I learned this week actually that one of the symptoms of Mm -hmm. uh, trauma like physical symptoms I guess it would be is insomnia so I mean you know I'm kind of learning as I go but I think it's just like it's just fascinating to see like I get lost in this kind of stuff because I want to know why what who when where you know what I mean I just have so many questions so for me I'm not really focusing on um like for myself personally and and my job I'm not I can't focus on like the future right now my I'm focusing daily on what is coming next in our world how do we handle this how can we educate how do we make people feel better and safe um you know so it's just it's a very different world right now and I think I've never I've never gone through this when it comes to social media like that's my kind of world right so I've never I just think it's crazy what's taking place um, and, you know, it's, and to see everyone kind of yeah. go through it. So I'm just living day by day, sometimes hour by hour. <laughs> Yesterday was, well, Tuesday was hour by hour, just seeing what was happening, you know, on social media. So I think we're just all going through so many mixed emotions. So what would your recommendation, you know, be like for someone who is experiencing all these emotions and you know these these fears these anxieties maybe some you know insomnia whatever the case may be right now um after these two major events that have just taken place Mm -hmm. and when i say two i mean the covid and obviously uh well i mean a lot of times i know my recommendations are are often the same in terms of uh limiting social media because of course this is outrage culture we we don't want to be exposing ourselves to this constant sense of terror and upset and we're doing it every time we go on. So try to avoid that, try to connect, try to find those supports that kind of get you, but also people that can talk about something a little bit more positive. You know, there's, there, the whole world is not burning right now. There are still many people who are competing with their neighbors to see who mows their lawn first. And you know, that sense of normalcy is what we need a little bit of. You know, that this is not <laughs> World War II. This is, uh, there's a lot going on and it's important. But if we are constantly looking at this at a distance, something that we have no control over, uh, we're going to burn ourselves out. And then if when something inevitably does happen in our lives, we'll have no resources left to deal with it. So pulling yourself back a little bit, focusing on the here and now, like you said, the day to day. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on a streak right now with what I'm doing, trying something new for 21 days. And when I look at that 21 days, I'm like, Oh Lord, I can't, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. But if I just focus on right here, right now, noticing when I feel distress and taking steps to calm that distress. Uh, when I was walking the dogs yesterday, I said to my son, this is pleasant. I just had to notice this for a moment. This is actually really pleasant. The air smells nice. Uh, I feel mobile. I'm I'm happy for a moment. That as soon as I acknowledged it, I pressed that into my memory, and that helps. So, the the whole point is that yes, you can take steps to improve things in your own life. You can be a voice. You can be powerful, but you got to take care of home base first. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I like the I like how you mentioned about going for a walk with your son and recognizing, you know, like the I call them like small like those those are like s- small little 
gooders I call them (laughs) but like it's it's true like just bring going Mm -hmm. back to your roots and and being thankful and like recognizing your surroundings and what's Mm -hmm. happening around you so I think that's really important especially at a time right now so Linda's final thought what are you going to leave us with uh for I guess for the weekend and I won't I won't be here next week Mm -hmm. um, but Linda will have a guest next week and they're going to have an amazing mm. podcast. <laughs> I am taking the week off. I need to reset. Yeah. And sometimes well, you just got to do that. And I'm so That's the only time I can reset is when reset, I have no so. service. Because I know as soon as they get no, in the service, no service range, I'm like, no I got to check. Media. Even though there's nothing, <laughs> nothing. I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to it's going to be interesting. And I'm I'm completely, yeah, no service, nothing. And I'm just excited. No TV, nothing. I am literally resetting. I'm bringing out I obviously I'm still journaling. So I'm going to bring out my journal and I'm just gonna, you know, get re get creative again, I just feel like. And sometimes we need to do that in life, especially right now. I don't know. I just feel like I, I learned a lot this week and I want to really take that knowledge and I still will be doing things technically mm-hmm. for work <laughs> for you know oh, in the good. future that's but good. I in just, the meantime yeah, I you know sometimes I wish Very I could actually I just go for counseling <laughs> at Kelly Mental Health but it's a little bit of a conflict um I yeah well actually you know because they're doing online sessions it's just so accessible so <laughs> I know, easy I so I'm too. personally <laughs> going and seeking some outside counseling myself because I struggle with the same thing where I, I am struggling to, uh, to complete the tasks in my job because I'm so distracted by everything going on. Um, There's things in my life that I have kind of lost. I feel like I've lost the value for them. Like they just don't seem to matter anymore. And so I know that by talking to someone about it, I'll be able to sort out my feelings without worrying that I'm burdening them with my feelings. So that should be really good. Um, Mm-hmm. good for you Linda that's I, you know what like I tell you this all the time I mean at the very beginning I was I told you I was creepishly obsessed with you but I the fact that like you're you are like you're you're my boss but you're an awesome like amazing person and the fact that you can sit there and openly and honestly say that that you know I think a lot of people look up to you and they see everything that you know you've accomplished and obviously your education we talked about that as well people <laughs> do talk about that but it's the truth and you've put a lot of you know work and effort into into your life and to where you are to this point and so I think it's amazing that you can sit there and openly and honestly say that you need mm-hmm. counseling and you it, want it honestly helps every single time back to even your, when I've gone to counselors I didn't really click roots. with I always leave with such a rush of energy because I have, I have taken all of these things that have been burdening me. I've worked through them and I've left them there in that therapist's office. And it's just such a, like, I I come out feeling so motivated, like, yes, I can take on the world now. Yes, I can do these things that I was perfectionistic, perfectionistically telling myself, myself I couldn't. And I, it's like, you just, all of a sudden lose all those doubts because you realize how meaningless those doubts yeah. are. So that's, that's a big thing for me. And I'm really looking forward to that. So of course my final thoughts should include the fact that yes, I think everybody should go to counseling. Yes. I think it's normal. Uh, it is very, very helpful because you sometimes just need that person that's going <laughs> to be impartial, but very much for you. And so you want to talk about final thoughts. We've talked about hatred. We've talked about the meaning of life. We've talked about purpose. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, dysphoria and and just feeling overwhelmed with the state of the world and bringing it back to (laughs) home. And so I'm going to just say that I can't solve problems over a podcast. I can't Mm -hmm. help every single person that's going to listen here. But I can remind you that you are powerful you are worthy, you are capable, and everything you do or don't do has an impact. So take care of yourself so that the impact you make is going to make this world better. That was a good final thought that made me smile. So I'll take it today. I appreciate it. 
Um, all right, guys, as of, uh, well, always, we are available, obviously, through the Kelly Mental uh, Health Clinic. You can contact us through our Facebook page, Instagram, whatever the case may be. Uh, we have exciting news. We have a therapist, um, a newer therapist that we will be introducing to you guys. She is available for online counseling. She has so newer to us, but uh, definitely been in the field quite a long time. In so many different areas. So we're excited to share that with you guys. Um, She's, (laughs) yes, yes, newer to the Kelly Mental Health little family team. (laughs) So we're excited to share um, and introduce you to her. But yeah, we're still obviously open for online and telephone uh, sessions right now. So if you need a reset and you need to talk it out, just talk. Let's talk. Let's get it, uh, get mm-hmm. that conversation open and end the stigma behind uh, mental health. We can, we can do this together. So, so yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your weekend. I hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Please be safe. Be healthy. Thanks for setting this up. And remember always again, be kind to one another because we don't.